I forgot to start recording on the audio version, so they're just going to come in to blasting guitar. <laughs> Mike, I've had alcohol. Good to be back, Dan. Mm-hmm. I have to get new headphones. These are old. Like six years old now. Still work. This is our unofficial intro song now. Whoever sang it to whatever country is not going to sing. Hope so. We've never uploaded anything to YouTube, even though we have it. What's up, Dan? Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Sorry we were gone so long. It's been two long weeks. Very long weeks in the Ostracamp household. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. This is, of course, the This Might Sound Stupid podcast, a podcast where two friends get together almost every week <laughs> to just talk and have a podcast and be normal people and not celebrities who have a podcast. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I'm glad you're all here. How are you, Dan? Yeah, not too bad. Good. How are you? I'm I'm pretty okay. It's been... <laughs> How many weeks is it in that song? It's been five weeks since you looked at me. I don't know how many weeks it is in that song. Dropped your eyes to the side and said, I'm sorry. I have no idea. Yeah, five days since you laughed at me. Yeah, I think the the time changes throughout the song. Kibby, we did miss you. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm good considering Mm -hmm. all the shenanigans, especially the shenanigans of this week. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, if this is your first time listening to us, subscribe to us on whatever app that you get podcasts on. Just yeah. subscribe. Just do it. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash just might sound stupid. Watching us live on Twitch every week, just about every week, mm-hmm. <laughs> is probably the most fun way to take in the podcast. Uh, and you can give us a follow on Twitch. Mm-hmm. It's fun to see our followers go up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like this week, we're doing... I know it's August, but we're doing the month of July's top five lists. Mm-hmm. Uh, the song is called One Week. <laughs> so it's, I'm going to say they're going with one week in that song. Huh. It's been one week. Okay. I can see it. But one go- week since you looked at me. I think right. he says drop your eyes to the side and said I'm sorry. Yeah. I have no idea. What's that? I don't even know it's, who performed. Is that a Dave Matthews song? Who is it's that? Bare Naked Ladies. Bare Naked Ladies. That's... It's an, old, it's an old Canadian saying. Tomato, tomato. Mm-hmm. Um, email us. This might sound stupid at gmail.com. Or you can tweet us uh, at TMSS underscore podcast. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's been two weeks since I've had to do any of that. Uh, we have two sponsors on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Hoping for three. Come Ooh. on, Igloo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but first and foremost is our oldest sponsor. It's Joey the Good Boy. He's over there sacked out. It was all curled up. How you doing, Joy? Yeah, all right. 
We're also brought to you by uh, Mike Long, who's a talented designer, and he designed all of our graphics. Correct. Um, yeah. People keep phoning me. <laughs> it's a list coming in, so that's good. Yeah. Can't roll that. Um, yeah. So, Dan, mm-hmm. you went. With, there's a lot that's happened. So two, Oh, yeah. What are you drinking, Dan? Let's get drinking. Uh, J- Javin uh, had, had brought these over to the house. Oh yeah, and I have in my cabin. I, I didn't have this flavor though. Um, it's a Untitled Arts Florida Seltzer, and it's a strawberry kiwi. Strawberry kiwi. I should uh, get some of those seltzers for the cabin, maybe. Yeah. Smells like strawberry and kiwi. Leave a little bit in the can, so I can have a sip. We have no idea what crazy diseases my kids have right now. Smells like strawberry kiwi. Only 115 calories. That doesn't taste like alcohol at all. No, it's just juice. And like the yeah, like they, they put like the concentrate in there too, so I'm guessing that kind of helps make it just literally just taste like juice. Those are really good. Yeah, you know, six, you know, six carbs, six grams of sugar. That's not bad. Nope. Shredder. Oh, 100% shredder. Like, yeah, this is uh, Look at that, hold that thing up to the camera. Oh, yeah, you can't that see. That just through. looks like juice. Yeah, it's it's got that concentrate you need. <laughs> I got to get my beer out of our Playmate Cooler by Igloo. Not a sponsor yet. Uh, I just want to drink one of those, to be honest. I'm kind of let down by my beer already. Uh, I'm drinking my last one of these. Ferris Day Pilsner. Always good. <sighs> can crack it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can crack it. There it is. Didn't want to go. Oh. oh. I saved it. You did. That was remarkable. Javin is sad, though, because he would have preferred the head have just exploded all over you. Yep, right in my face. If that ever happens on the podcast, I think Javin will die. Oh, no, you'd have to call his wife to make sure he's okay. Right. I I sent Javin. It's a real clip of a lady who's in, like, a Zoom meeting, mm-hmm. and she, like, leans back in her chair, and it just breaks, and she <laughs> falls, like, out of view. Everything rumbles, and she gets back up, and she's like, well, my chair just broke, and I fell down. And Mike's response was so good. He just texted me back and he said, well, I would die. <laughs> like, if we ever had a meeting where any one of our coworkers fell out of their chair, mm-hmm. Mike would just be dead. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so, yeah. Uh, two weeks ago, I had sick kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I skipped the podcast. I skipped movie night uh, because I also got sick. Mm-hmm. And that was no fun. And then last week, mm-hmm. we skipped because you were at the cabin. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you had a good time. Mm-hmm. We've also since been to a WWE show. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I would die. Yeah. I don't think I could ever. I could never look at her again. No. Because it's, th- it's all I would think of. Um, <laughs> Kimmy, it's going to get mentioned like every time. Yeah. <clears throat> but I had to skip it. I had to miss one. I had to miss some crazy ass Russell Crowe movie. <laughs> what was that called? Uh, 
Unhinged. Unhinged. I didn't get to see Unhinged because I, I was sick. He was totally unhinged. I'm glad I skipped that one, too, because like I've gone to other ones this year like when my nose was crazy stuffed up, but I didn't have a fever, mm-hmm. and it was just allergies. And this was the one where I was like, in the day, <laughs> I do. Uh, during the day, I got to like 99.6, and I was like, nope. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get anybody else sick. And then that whatever that crud was, it was it took like two weeks to get out of my chest. Uh, and it could have contributed. I'm not going to get into all of it. My son is totally fine, but we did have to take him to the ER this week mm-hmm. for a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that what it's it could have been this. I, I just heard about this. It's a virus called RSV that can happen. Uh, it could have been caused by that. Okay. So that was so that's why this week has been crazy. <clears throat> missed two days of work and mm-hmm. but yeah we went to a wwe show mm-hmm. that was very fun yep we we did that to celebrate uh javin's birthday and do his bachelor party mm-hmm. um i haven't been to a wwe show since it was wwf i've never been to one that was your first one? Mm-hmm. Oh, i didn't know that mm-hmm. cool uh it's been good times. It's been good times. All right. I got to flip my phone. Oh, no, Mike. Does that mean he woke up? Happy blapper. <clears throat> I hope that's not what that means. Oh, thank you, Dan. You're the worst. I haven't done it in two weeks. <laughs> my mind is fried. Aurora had us up last night. Is <laughs> Bro, Stan. Bro. It's the most eye contact Dan and I will hold mm-hmm. all week. I'm so. Um, this is a really good beer, but I'm so bummed by it after having what you're having. Yeah, these are like, like as Jevin said, like it like, tastes like, like it's healthy for you. <laughs> like I've had some seltzers before, like Trulies or White Claws or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this stuff just hits different, you know. I don't. I had, I've never really had seltzers. They're not my jam, but those are really good. And it's still summertime, so it's, you got to crush them while you can. Got to crush them while you can. Um. Well. We have two different segments on this podcast. We can officially say that now. We have a once a month segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, you know what? We kind of have three segments, right? They're not always the same. But we have Rob's Random Topic, mm-hmm. Mailbag, mm-hmm. and then once a month we have our lists episodes. Because this is, I mean, we've been doing that for five months, six months now. It's been a while that we've been doing a list episode every month. Yeah. Uh we also have no idea what we're doing next week or next month or nope. for this month, the month of August. So throw out any ideas you have or email them us, email them to us while we're doing the podcast mm-hmm. and we'll decide live on the podcast because <laughs> Dan and I have barely had any time to talk or see each other because mm-hmm. it's been fucking crazy the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, this month uh, or today on the podcast, we're doing our top five list for the month of July. Um, good to know, KB. And this month's list mm-hmm. was top five opening levels to video games ever. Mm-hmm. And I like when we're doing these lists, I don't want to hear. I mean, you can submit whatever you want, but the way I picture it in my head, I was talking with Rolo today at work. Like, it's not a, it's not the Rolling Stone. Like, culturally, what are the top five best? Lo- it's like, what are your top five? Oh, yeah. Anybody who doesn't answer their own top five is a coward <laughs> and will be banned. Dan, Mike, I don't like what these seltzers are doing to Dan. 
But I'm just saying, like, we could all make we could all make a list of like Super Mario. You know what I mean? Like, you could make that list. But I just want to know, like, what's your list? <clears throat> um, and that's kind of how I feel about everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, or all all the lists. So I think we should just get right into it because these episodes usually take a while, mm-hmm. and I don't really have anything I want to banter about. All right, go for it. Do you? Uh, uh, no, no, we, we, no, no, no real reason to. We talk can talk about, about uh, that fucking moron from the Vikings next week. No, next week we won't be here. No, yeah, you won't be here. Next week I'll, I'll be, be at the cabin. Dan will be have my dog mm-hmm. here. Uh, and, it, in that and it'll just be Dan talking to Joey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would watch that from the cabin. Um. Okay. Let's get into it. All right. I got to bring up my list. I, I asked Dan if I could go first because I really wanted to. And I said to. no, and then he just did anyway. So I'm going to do it anyway. So I'm going to preempt my list uh, by saying I have had over a month to make this list, mm-hmm. and I kept putting it off like, oh, I have this much time. It was like schoolwork. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have this much time to do it. I have this much time to do it. I have this much time to do it. And then in my defense, two weeks ago, everybody started getting sick in my house, mm-hmm. and things just got crazy and fell apart and mm-hmm. I didn't have any time to make the list. So I made the list today mm-hmm. and I have two ways that I'm judging it. Okay. Uh, one of, and it doesn't have to meet both criteria. Some of them do. Some of them, it's just meets this first one, which is like impact. Okay. The impact that the opening level mm-hmm. of the game had on me the first time I played it. All right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, like, how impactful was that first level of a video game mm-hmm. the first time I played it? Like, how much of the sensory stuff that was going on do I remember where I was, how, how old I was? You know what I mean? Like, and then the second one is replayability. So, like, how many opening levels of a video game did I just play over and over and over and over and over again? Uh, and that's, that's kind of how I pick these. Because I had been thinking about stuff, but I hadn't written. You know, usually I writ- write stuff down mm-hmm. and whittle it down over time. Uh, but this one, it was basically just kind of a smash and grab job done sure. today. Unfortunately, because this one, this list is more specific and takes more time. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna go. I'm. I didn't number my list. They're not in the order that I numbered them in, but I know what order they're in. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> um. Oh, and I had one honorable mention. Hold on. Um, so the first one on my list, mm-hmm. number five, okay, is Mario sixty four. Okay. Now I went and I watched a full gameplay trailer, sure, or like a full gameplay video, and there is only the there's only one door that has no stars on it in the gameplay that I watched. Okay, in that level with the bomb on so top. So you go in, yep, you go in and you go to the left door and there's a star and that's like the door that you go in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of my favorite games ever. That opening level is so fun. I mean, there's so much to do in that level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember exactly, yeah, Bomb Bomb, bomb, bomb Battlefield. That's what Rolo said the name of the level is. Okay. Um, I remember exactly where I was the first time I ever played that. We had to go to Target for something. 
Okay. Uh, and the Nintendo 64 was there mm-hmm. with Mario 64, and nobody was playing it. Mm-hmm. And I like, I was like, Mom, can I go play that? And she's like, Yeah, fine. And so the entire time, <laughs> Javin, I don't like all those ellipses. The entire time I played it, or the entire time she shopped, I just played that opening level. Mm-hmm. And like, I actually got to the top and fought that bomb dude. And like, you have to throw him. And I was just mind blown by how insanely big that opening seems and even the very opening where you can run around by the castle and stuff mm-hmm. uh but that I, that level to me is just it was a big shift in like gaming for mm-hmm. me personally uh and just that whole game i've played i've gotten all the stars in that game a number of times mm-hmm. but i think that level it's it, and it's kind of a combination of like you're outside the castle and you run into the castle and you see how big and expansive everything is and then you get into the level and you're running around and it seemed at the time it seemed like infinitely big like how can a video game get this big mm-hmm. cuz you're really used to like side scrolling stuff uh and that opening level just does a great job of like showcasing that game which now you know like if Nemo plays it it wouldn't seem as revolutionary as it was, but it was insane mm-hmm. then. Javin still doesn't explain what he means by all these ellipses. Javin said, sorry, I'm not reading these for uh, people on audio. He just said, this is interesting. Or that's how I read it. Um, next one. Uh, this one, next one is... Uh, Rolo brought this up today while we were... I had to keep my poker face on. I don't know if I did a good job, but he brought it up today. Uh, and I didn't... I don't disagree with Rolo's sentiment, which I'll get into. But I don't think it I don't think it takes away from the first level. Okay. Uh, the first level of GoldenEye 64 yeah. is the dam. Mm-hmm. I have played that level a stupid number of times. Mm-hmm. And I watched it. I watched a playthrough of it. And I was like, man, I still... Like, I got that level down... To where you're just like you would just strafe around corners, hit every shot, hit every button. Like I just I did that first level perfectly. And Rolo said he would have it on his list. Well, I mean, this wasn't set in stone. We were just kind of shooting the shit, but he was like, but facility was the better level. And he's not wrong. Facility was probably the best level on that game. It's a different list. Right. That's best, what I'm saying. It's best levels. It w- it was the best opening level, and I think that. I, I don't think facility took away and Rolo can correct me in chat if if I'm misinterpreting what he said because I was also very tired this morning. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I I I I just I've played that level because that's the other thing that Rolo and I were talking about that's fun is like you know, there was no game pass or anything when we were kids. So mm-hmm. if you saved up your money and bought a game, you had a handful of games to play. Mm-hmm. Or like you got a game for Christmas. Like you only had a handful of games. So you just it was either like be bored or you know do something else or just play this this level over and over again. And I played that level so many times and it like never got boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the damn level on GoldenEye sixty four is hands down one of the best levels ever in a video game. Yeah, that that game did a good job of forcing you back into every level again because you wanted every one of the cheat codes. Right, and you wanted to do everything perfectly. Yeah. Uh, so Rolo says, all I was saying is that I played facility way more than damn. So to me, facility is like the golden eye level for me. So it felt wrong just having damn on mine. I, I get your sentiment. Mm-hmm. 
I guess I just, I'm, I'm not on the same page where I'm like, well, the fact that there's a better level in the video game doesn't take away from the fact that it's one of my top five opening levels to a video game ever. Yeah, because like, there, there are better Super Mario 64 levels than bob Omb Right, Battlefield. there are, but it's the opening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that would also be a fun, uh, a fun list to do, not like right away next week, but down the line, a fun list could just be top five levels of a video game ever. Because then you could start including Mega Man and... Mm-hmm. You know, more open world stuff. Yeah, 100%. Two N64 games in Adam's list so far. There is one surprising thing about my list that I'll mention at the end of it. We're it's like, all in 64. When my, when my list was done, I was like, huh. I just didn't expect it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is, this is like, there was about, there were nine games that came to my mind. Mm-hmm. And I wrote them down and then I went and watched all the playthroughs of all of them. And after watching the playthroughs, that's where I, like, solidified my list. Hmm. Um, number three mm-hmm. on my list, and a, I don't know. There's a lot that goes into this one. It's arguably my favorite game of all time. Mm-hmm. It's not Sekiro. Uh, the opening level of Final Fantasy VII. Sure. And a part of that is, do you remember you used to be able to buy, like, video game magazines? Mm-hmm. And they'd give you demo discs. Mm-hmm. They gave me a demo disc with the first level of yeah. Final Fantasy VII all the way up to the boss fight. Mm-hmm. You would do the boss fight and then it would end. Mm-hmm. And I was so... I still have the Game Informer. And Game Informer gave Final Fantasy VII a 9.75 at the time, which I think is total bullshit. It should have gotten a 10. But I, I still have that Game Informer because I read that Game Informer like every day. Mm-hmm. For before before I actually got Final Fantasy VII, and I had that demo disc with that's the reason I I begged for that magazine because it said it had a Final Fantasy VII demo in it, and I played that demo disc over and over and over and over and over again, and I just I think that opening level did such a good job of so many things like showcasing how different that game was. Mm-hmm. When you played that game, I was like I just remember thinking like I don't I don't know how graphics can get any better than this. This is incredible. It looks so real. Mm-hmm. And like, even when it's not a cutscene, even when you're the characters yeah. running around, it just, and I watched it today and I was like, it still looks amazing to me. And the fucking music in that opening level is banging. It's so good. And that boss fight, even in the demo disc, the mm-hmm. boss fight was actually like moderate, modestly difficult. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy boss fight, but it's a good like intro boss fight. You get. Like you actually get limit breaks in the boss fight, so you get to learn about those. Like, it does a really good job of teaching you how to play the game, and showcasing the game, and the music is on point. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, I don't know. I think it does such a good job of encompassing like everything in that game. And Final Fantasy VII is arguably my favorite game of all time. Yeah. Uh, but I I didn't I didn't know if that one would make the list. I was like, I know I have to review it. And then when I watched it today, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. Because I like watching it, I just wanted to play the game. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to play this right now. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Uh, so that brings me... All right, I have a really tough time deciding between these two, honestly. Okay, I know which way I'm going to go. Number two on my list is another one Rolo talked about today, and I had to keep a poker face. It's hard keeping a poker face. Rolo kept bringing up games. So I was just like, Yeah. No, I'm trying to think of what, to think of what role it would say that's not Ninja Gaiden. Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. 
Metal Gear Solid's opening level. Like, like what do you consider the first level? For so Metal that Gear was Solid? the tough thing to figure out. So like, like I, was, I was sitting there watching that. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not 100 sure. I guess like once you get into the vents, maybe. Okay. You know, the first time you go into the vents, or it would be the first like, not cutscene, cutscene, but like the first. You know, you meet that doctor in that prison cell, mm-hmm. and then the doctor dies, and it's this. Fir- it's not the radio communication, mm-hmm. but it's the first time like you're not in controller, and there's like a an action break besides the the, the the voice messages besides the messages or the radio or whatever mm-hmm. um but what i what i really remember is the opening of that game is like a movie yes there's this huge cut scene and he's he's swimming under the water and then it comes up mm-hmm. and you're like your snake and I, I i i had played metal gear on nintendo but i was really little and I didn't, I didn't know that they were associated. So I was just playing Metal Gear Solid like it was the first one I'd ever played. And I had never played a game before where you had to be like covert mm-hmm. and sneaky. And I can, because I'm an anxious person, I can specifically remember being a kid and my heart, like as I was trying to sneak past the guards and you know how you can see like their mm-hmm. field of vision and you had a client, like I crawled under a thing and it's like, fuck, is he going to see me? Is he going to see me? And I can remember being a kid and thinking like, is it bad for my heart to beat this hard? Like, cause my, just playing that level where I had to be sneaky and covert and I was so anxious, like you have no weapon, you don't know how to fight yet. I was just, I don't know. It's, and, and what I've discovered in like the later Metal Gear games is the way that they're the most fun is not by getting a bunch of guns and just fucking shooting your way through shit. Mm-hmm. The way that they're the most fun is trying to go for the sneakiest challenges mm-hmm. and like get those because they get it gets really hard, but it's hard in a fun, logical way. And that that game like set the stage for that of just like I I don't know it's burned into my memory, and I think a part of it is because it just spiked my adrenaline because mm-hmm. I was so freaked out that like I was gonna get caught. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. There was just, there's primal maybe is a word for it. There's something primal about the way that played. Yeah, I, I I just remember it like cranked all of my dials up to eleven, mm-hmm. where like all my senses were heightened, and I don't remember a video game doing that before that. Sure. Yeah, it was. Oh yeah, and the alarm sound when the guards see you, brink, mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Good point, Rolo. Uh, sorry, I'm just ch- catching up on chat. First area is cargo deck. Yeah, you get on the elevator, and then this, then it shows Metal Gear Solid, mm-hmm. and then the next area is outside. Mm-hmm. So I guess you could just say up until the elevator. Mm-hmm. I don't specifically. Re- I mostly remember like how it made me feel. Yeah, which was just all my senses felt heightened. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just a game hadn't really done that before. No. Um, and then the next one on my list. So my number one. Mm-hmm is one that I think does both things. I played this game a stupid number of times and beat it a stupid number of times. Mm-hmm. And it kind of cranks all, it doesn't do the covert thing, mm-hmm. but it cranks all your dials to 11 where you're just on edge and anxious, but in a very fun way, Resident Evil 2. I was going to say it's Resident Evil 2. Resident Evil 2. St- I knew Resident Evil 2 was going to be like number one on my list right away, but it just, it pushes you... I mean, it puts you right in the action. Mm-hmm. Uh, and re- I want to say Resident Evil 2 Leon. 
Because I remember Leon's more than I remember Jill's. Is it Jill Valentine? I think that's the lady in it, yes. Because you can start as either one, but I'm saying Leon. Because I thought like I should be that specific. Mm-hmm. But that one, it... I don't know. I played that game. I Claire? Is that right? Jill Valentine's Claire, from the okay. first one. Yeah, they're saying Claire. Chat saying Google Claire. Claire. I think Jill Valentine is the first one. Is Resident, which Resident Evil 1 is great, but Resident Evil 2 just starts you... There's f- burning cars and mm-hmm. fire all around you, and there's zombies coming at you, and mm-hmm. it's just like, fuck! Mm-hmm. And man, I played the fucking shit out of that game ps1 version yeah uh, i played that game well because there were like alternate endings and stuff too yes yeah i played that game a bunch because mm-hmm. i also i've always just like since a kid i had a fascination with zombies and love zombies i don't know it like it just dinged every box for mm-hmm. me resident evil 2 is is probably the the best i don't know it's got I, i'm really interested to see what other people's lists are because i feel like there's ones i'm forgetting but i feel like resident evil 2 is my number one with a bullet metal gear solid came close um the thing that i was surprised by mm-hmm. was that i didn't have anything from like a first or second gen console mm. it's you know it's basically nintendo 64 and playstation 1 mm-hmm I didn't have any side scrollers. I was just kind of surprised by that. I didn't expect that. I expected to have more first or second gen consoles. Oh, I'm not going to say any of the other things that were on my list because I want to wait and read other people's lists. But mm-hmm. I was just kind of surprised by that. And I do have one honorable mention that I just thought was a fun mention. Like I, if I had put this on my list, it would have been for like cool points because mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. We can talk about it if nobody mentions it. If okay. it comes up on somebody's list, I'll mention that. Like when I started to think about it, I was like, ah, I don't know that that's one I necessarily actually consider greatest opening levels, but it would be like a cool thing to have on your list. Okay, I'd get like cool guy points, and so because of that, I didn't do it. Interesting. That's my list. Cool guy points, and I it really makes me want to play the top three on my list, like. Again. right now yeah and i also really want to play mario 64 i don't have a desire to play goldeneye anymore i think i played that game too much yeah like it and they're just better shooters it's 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 too it's almost too rudimentary right me. yeah all right let's hear your list good boy head boy it's er, nope not that not that this all right um so is yours in any order Okay. Not not really. Sure. Uh, so it's like I'll, I'll start with one that we shared, and that, and that was Metal Gear Solid. Perfect. Because uh, like it it it's for all, for all that you know for all the same stuff like it. You never played a game like it. Um, you know everything you need to know about like the base game. Yeah. In the first room. In the first room. Uh, you get like, rations, the, yeah. There, there's rations. People can see you. You can hide underneath things. It's like it just you you just know how to play it, the yeah. basics. Of I the didn't game. even bring that up, but you're totally right. It does a great job of teaching you how to it play just, the game, just shuts you in which is also room. an important part of any first level. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's so all most you know all, all that same stuff. Well, uh, one of the things that it's not a first level thing, but I still very vi- I remember like it was night. 
Mm-hmm. I only had one lamp on in my room. Like I really remember this moment. But who's the guy you fight? That's like the psychic guy. Psycho Mantis. Psycho Mantis. When he reads your memory card. Yeah. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? I was like, what the fuck? And it was like, we'll know if you're using a super controller. It like, mm-hmm. n- like now that, that I'm older, I know that probably wasn't that hard to do. But it was astounding yeah. to me. I was like, oh my God, how like I don't know, it just added this extra element. Oh, 100 percent Not first level, but that game just blew my mind so yes. many times. Oh yeah. Uh Xbox three sixty game. Ooh. So it's a newer. Yeah. Uh Bioshock one. Uh, I don't remember that level at all. I know I liked that game. You you basically you just show up to uh, a tower in the middle of the ocean. You take an elevator down, like you like you jump into like a a submarine. Okay, and then you show up, and everything is just gone to hell. And you just fight. Yeah, that the original Bioshock. Yeah, uh, that's the only one I ever played to completion. I tried the next one and didn't like it, but I like that original Bioshock. Um, because yeah, like, it's just like it sets the mood and the tone. Yeah, like immediately yep and it's just like you're just like this is what the game is going to be okay going forward it just i I remember just being like in like immediately <laughs> just all in yeah oh yeah uh hold on one sec uh schwat said when is the first level of metal Gear Solid and i guess i would say once you get on the elevator to go up to where you're in the snow and outside yeah it's really short but i mean that first little it's like you're saying mm-hmm. it teaches you how to play the game mm-hmm. And it makes you really anxious, even though there's only like three guards. Yeah. Um, and Rolo said, top fourth wall moment when Psycho Mantis reads your member, memory card. Yeah. And he says, maybe ever. Um, Javin said it was on his short list, Bioshock. Uh, yeah. Rolo said the same thing as you. Such, such an atmosphere. And Wade, uh, Wade agrees with us. Or when you crawl into the base. That's what I said. When you go into the vents, maybe. Mm-hmm. All right. Keep going. Um. I wasn't sure which one to pick, um, so I just went with the first one, uh, but I went with Portal. Portal? Uh, Those uh, two games won together for me. Oh, yeah. Like, like that's the thing. There's they're so like That's a good one. Their opening levels are also extremely similar. Right. It's just like you don't necessarily even have the gun right away it's just here are portals it just teaches you so well exactly it's Man, like those games are so fun like, these portals do this you can pick this thing up you can put it on a button and it'll make a thing go across yeah rollos is a nice pick i agree didn't even cross my mind but that's a really good pick uh so yeah so i ended up going with portal one like because yeah, like portal two's opening level is just portal one's opening yeah. level just was like everything's destroyed that's a good point um i think i enjoyed portal two more Oh, I, I played Portal Two more for sure. Okay. Yeah, I've I, like I've always held out hope that they'll make a Portal Three. Yeah, or like that they'd make a VR Portal. Mm-hmm. I think that would be really fun. Oh yeah, VR Portal would be insane. Right? It would be bananas to play VR Portal. Okay. <laughs> maybe they do. Maybe they, maybe they will do. Maybe that. they make a VR. If they made a VR Portal, that might get me to buy whatever crazy headset you guys have. And oh, like the one where you don't need to plug it. Finally, in sell the one I have. Oh, Rolo says he played one more than two. 
Oh. That's the opposite for me and Dan. Interesting. Well, I, I came into Portal 1 late. I came into Portal 1 after Portal 2. Portal 2 is my intro. I was saying, like, I, I came in, like, like Portal 2 was, all, I think, almost out when okay. I played Portal 1. Yeah, I played it after. VR Portal equals vomit machine, Schwat says. Um, I guess I don't know if this counts. All right. Risky uh, one. But I, I picked Skyrim. Like just you on the cart, like getting taken, and then like the. I think that gonna, counts. They're gonna behead you, but then you like, have to do that. Yes, and you then, have to do that whole sequence. Yeah, and you have to like run through the the castle. Once you get out of the cave, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a really good one. I didn't even think about that. That uh, for sure counts. That's so good because that, like that, you know that that could as, almost make my list. As people who have played Skyrim a bunch, like that's. But it teaches you how to play the game, and mm-hmm. it gets you totally ready for open world. Yeah, like yeah, like, man, that's a really good one, Dan. That didn't even cross my mind, but you're totally right. You got the dragon showing up. Uh, yeah, you have to fight a bear and a spider. Do you fight a spider Oof, in that first cave? I, for, I forget. I've also played that level a stupid number of times. Yeah, because you make a new you make because a new you make a new character mm-hmm. and you have to play it. Mm-hmm. That's a really good pick. Skyrim is uh, so fun. Me and uh, I don't I don't know if he's still in here, but me and Happy went to the midnight release and got Skyrim and then got a bunch of fucking White Castle. It's one of my favorite memories in my whole life. Mm -hmm. We had both just moved. We were living on Grand Avenue and we lived like two blocks away from each other. I could walk down my alley. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I could go out the back of my apartment, Mm -hmm. walk down the alley, and I'd be at half of Lapper's house. Mm -hmm. And we went to the midnight release for Skyrim. And then, you know, the GameStop in West St. Paul? Mm -hmm. There's that White Castle right by it. So we picked up White Castle like a bunch of White Castle, went back to Habit Blappers and just stayed up till like five in the morning playing it. And it's one of my favorite memories ever. And mm-hmm. I didn't even play it. I just watched Habit Blapper play it. Oh, yeah. Like you can but just watch that game. I I adored that time in my life. It was just, it was like I didn't, neither of us had to work the next day. It was just so fun. Mm-hmm. It was pure fun. Sorry. Not, it's all right. <laughs> um, I don't, this, this, this was tough. I like Rolo's comment. Every GameStop should have a White Castle next to it. Yeah. All right. Have you done three? You have four. two left? That was four. Oh, this is your... Okay. Um, like I, I almost did Final Fantasy VII. It's a really good one. Um, I, did, I didn't play the demo disc, so I didn't play the opening level a lot. I played everything after the opening level yeah. a lot because I was just, you know maxing out my materia and stuff. Right. Um, Same. But... Just do a different one because I did Final Fantasy VII. No, no, I'm not, I'm not picking that. Okay. Um, I think I'm gonna for sh- like sheer amount that I played it, and it was the first ever thing that we played because we got it for got like the the combo system for Christmas. Uh, was uh is Mario. <laughs> Just the regular just, Mario, just regular Mario, perfect. Because uh, yeah, like we got like the, like I, I never really played like a video game before. Sure, and I was like just, and I was just old enough to like get, mm-hmm. like like be okay at it. Uh, but yeah, we got like the system, like the power pad, and the, like the three and one, yeah, world track meet duck with hunt. the gun, yeah. yeah. Uh, but. I played that so much and like I can almost like run through it in my mind. Yeah. Like, so can I the like, first level. Uh, 
Well, because that when you were that young too, it was mm-hmm. like the first level was what you could for sure play. Oh yeah, like and I, then everything after gets hard. That's yeah. why I was surprised they didn't have any side scrollers, just because so many of those side scrollers have just played the first level over and over again. Because mm-hmm. it's like all I could do. Yeah, like I, I almost, <laughs> I almost picked Contra, uh, but Mario was a little more memorable, memorable to me. I didn't have Contra, so it's mm-hmm. not like a super impactful one for me. Played, I played it. I've only, I think I've only ever really so watched people play Contra. Mm-hmm. I haven't really played it. But like, yeah, like Contra similar to like Mario where it's the first level teaches you the game yep. where it's like these things have guns in them. This is how you jump. Yeah. These things want to hurt you. Yeah. Yeah. I think Mario is a great pick. Uh, I I had played video games with my cousins because mm-hmm. my cousin Mark and Mike are older than me mm-hmm. uh, just by a little bit. And so I had like played video game their Nintendo, but like I got a Nintendo for my fifth birthday. Mm. But Mar- Mega Man was way more impactful mm. to me than Mario. I played Mario. I can still remember the first time I saw somebody. It was a one of my sister's like boyfriends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put that in quotes because it was we were really young. They would say boyfriend, but it was like they'd hold hands. Yeah. Uh, but he beat it and I was just like mind blown by that last Bowser level and oh and then like the trolling you where it's like the princess is in another mm-hmm. castle and yeah um, that's a great pick but yeah. I it's not it, it didn't make my list because I arguably played Mario 3 way more than Mario oh yeah because by the time Mario 3 came out it was when I was like I could capably play a video game yeah I don't think we owned <clears throat> we, we, we didn't own Mario 3 okay yeah I did. I owned that. I, I mean, we own one, two, and three. But yeah, that's a great pick. I mean, it's if you're talking culturally, mm-hmm. it's arguably the number one opening level to any video game ever, because it, it sets it sets the stage for what an opening be. level for a video game should be. Which it doesn't matter if it's a side scroller mm-hmm. or an open world RPG like Valheim. Mm-hmm. Like it, the opening level yeah. teaches you how to play the game. Yeah. Right, like, 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 I'm sure if you were in like a game design class at like Brown or like some, right, it would be like this it, is you know, chapter one opening levels. Right, you know, it sets the stage. Yeah. This is how you should design the beginning of your video game, mm-hmm. and you can you can apply these level, you can apply this theory across multiple game genres. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, number one with a bullet. Uh that's a good pick. I really like your Skyrim pick. That's probably my favorite pick of yours. Because I honestly didn't even consider Skyrim because my brain was like, oh, no, Skyrim, it's an open world game. But you're absolutely right. It has a first, it has an opening level. Yeah. Like it That's why I'm not you, saying first it level. It's like an something. opening level. Yeah. It opens the video game. Mm-hmm. Good list, Dan. Thank you. Uh, I like how different our lists were. Yeah. Just popped in. What's the topic of the pick? Uh, top five opening level to a video game ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, my list was so from five to one: Mario sixty four, GoldenEye sixty four, Final Fantasy seven, Metal Gear Solid, Resident Evil two, Leon's version. Mm-hmm. And Dan can read his own list. Metal Gear Solid, Bioshock, Portal, Skyrim, Mario. It's a good list, Dan. All right, who do we got? We're going to email. 
<laughs> Javin just emailed us a list suggestion that I like. Ooh. All right. I got to go back. Fuck you, Brock Johnson, and whatever you're spamming us. Uh, okay. Kibby, did you email us a top five list for video games? I don't see yours. Yes. Kibby. Can you email it again, dude? Oh, it's right here. Aha. Why isn't it in our main inbox? Fooled. Sorry, guys. One sec. Okay. I see why. I had made a folder called top five list so I could get to them easier. But then in the chaos that has been my uh, my last few weeks, I haven't moved anything else. Well, that's too easy to drink. Yup. Good boy. Uh, okay. Bear with me, everybody. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. Uh, this is called That's Kolsch Beer from Blackstack. It is a Kolsch. All right, I'm just moving these real quick. And I moved them to the wrong folder because I've had a few beers. Because I had one before Dan came over. And this is the best that podcasting gets. Is when you're just moving stuff from one Google folder to another. Top five list. I did it. Now we just have to go to that folder. Boom, we're there. All right, we got Kibby. That's a nice little light lager. I shouldn't drink before the podcast. Yeah. Which lager did you get? Uh, Let me sip the can. It's called That's Kolsch. That's Kolsch. Bayer. B-I-E-R. From Blackstack. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, nice little lager. That's what you want. Yep. All right. So first up, I just go in order of, of people who sent them to us. First up is Kibby, and I was like, I thought that's why I asked you Kibby because I was like, I swear Kibby sent us his li- like his first, but I couldn't find it because I moved it. The list in order, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna start at number five. Deal. Uh, I will read honorable mentions. There's two caveats to that. <coughs> Dan's burp that almost turned into barf. That no. <laughs> There's two. No. Um, <laughs> Kiwi says I'm usually the first because I have no life. Welcome to the club. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Family, shut up. You can do this. I believe in you. So, honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. If they've been on somebody else's list already, I'll mention it. Mm-hmm. If they haven't been on somebody else's list, I'm mm-hmm. going to wait till the end, and then you guys can remind me if there's an honorable mention of yours that I forgot to mention. Deal. All right. Number five on Kibby's list. Super Mario Bros. Level one. Perfect. Stage one. Yep. NES 1985. I like that he lists the system and the year. I didn't do the year, but I put the system beside. Okay. Uh, so I like that Kibby wrote a little bit with his, too. The legendary opening level that started it all. The game itself is said to have saved the home console industry. Did they really say that? Wouldn't surprise me. The iconic music, 
Sounds, power-ups can all be found on this singular level. It was on Dan's list. Like I said, mm-hmm. if you're making if you're making the cultural list, like what would the top five? Oh, Kibby, are you were you going to keep track of this one? I thought you said you were earlier. Okay. Uh, if you're making like the cultural mm-hmm. list, it's number one with a bullet. There's not a better opening level. You want, you want an analogy for you? Sure, yeah. So, so like, I do, because like, you're so prideful of it already. Like, Helen of Troy launched a thousand ships. Thanks, Kimmy. Mario launched a thousand consoles. <laughs> you're such a moron. <laughs> All right, I'm going to end this podcast. Mario's the Helen of Troy. I'm going to end this podcast forever. It's not a good analogy. Mario's the Helen Stop of Troy. Stop saying video it. Games. The Helen of Troy video games is Mario. <laughs> Man, so also, I like never drink anymore. I like Dan a lot too. Uh, I like me too. And so these two beers. Oh, I say like I'm good. When I got back from my cabin, I'm just like I didn't want to like I didn't want to be near beer. For when days. we when we we went to two tap rooms and I had three beers total mm-hmm. plus a beer at the the WWE show. Mm-hmm. That's like the most beer I've had in a single day in a while. Yeah, four. So, like, having that beer before the podcast started, I'm like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. All right. Number four. Okay. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, the arcade version, 1991. Oh. Big Apple. One of the best yep. beat-em-ups of all time. The opening level to this game includes the best aspects of all beat-em-ups, arcade and home console, you could ask for. Yeah. Which is what pulls you into the entire game. Mm-hmm. That's a great one, Kibby. I didn't even think about that one. Yep. Spent a lot of quarters on that. Yep. Played it at home a lot. Played it at home a lot. That's a great one. Mm-hmm. That didn't even cross my mind. And I'm kind of annoyed with myself because that's ri- like, not that it didn't make my list, but like that it, I didn't even consider. I didn't consider any of the Turtles games. Yeah. It's, it's not like that's you didn't, crazy. It's not like you didn't play Turtles in Time with like Donnie and Matt a bunch. Or what's the original? Tur- the, not Turtles 1. Is it just Turtles 2? Which one's that? What's Turtles in Time? Uh, it's the ones with turtles in time. It's, it's got like the, like the, the, the surfboard levels and stuff. Yeah. yeah. What's the one Wait, where you start in time? Yeah. Or is, that turtles, turtles, or is that like turtles take Manhattan or something? No. Turtles in time is the one where you're on skateboards. What's the one where you start in a burning ap- apartment complex? Isn't that turtles too? Fuck. I can't remember what that's called. Somebody will tell us. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade. Thank you. I'm just annoyed with myself that neither of those yeah. two games yeah, entered yeah. my mind and they're both phenomenal. Yeah. Turtles in time is arguably the better one. I completely spaced on it. Right. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. Good ad, Kibby. Mm-hmm. All right. Next one. I know that for a completely unrelated reason. <laughs> huh. Uh, this is why you got to get your lists in first. Because then you get first, you know, it's like America in the 1800s. Yeah, then you're just some hanger on who just says it later. Right. You want to you wanna stake your claim. Wait. See, my analogy worked. No, it's like America in the 1800s. Is, yours, well, yours is worse. Your, yours is like Rolo staking the claim because Kibby is a Native American. No, no, no. I'm talking <laughs> about westward expansion. Yeah, it's, a, when, it's somebody else's land. You see... Wait, so you think I'm saying that Kibby killed Rolo? No, no. Rolo's going to kill Kibby and take his land. No, Kibby and Rolo are both white. Your analogy doesn't work. I, I think it does. I'm sticking to my guns. <laughs> All right, number three, The Legend of Zelda, Nintendo, NES, 1986. That's not, the, Link's Awakening is a side-scroller. No. Uh, this is like top-down. Yeah, okay, yeah, not side-scroller. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Uh, the Eagle Swords Magic Secret Rooms, which was, I didn't know there were secret rooms until somebody showed me, and I was like, what? And I still, you know, you remember the noises? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, we also got to see Bit Brigade. Yes. To beat, like, Zelda while they played. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, secret rooms and monsters all in the opening level of this game. The opening level of this game helped set fantasy genre games as a permanent feature to any home console. I think I think that this level could be on I mean it it doesn't edge out uh Super Mario Brothers for the number 1 spot but it comes close cuz it's another one that just sets the stage for how like an action RPG game should be played. They, right? It's 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 been a thing you level for, up your hearts, you can level up your gear, you know what I mean like it's it's been a thing <clears> with Nintendo since their creation that like beyond like other places they are a company of all the way to the top like people that love and understand video games right. that are video game fans and so it it makes sense that they know how to craft that stuff right. in such a like a finder 100% thing. yeah but i i i think there's an argument to be made that uh the legend of zelda mm-hmm. is arguably a more impactful game than Super Mario Brothers because Super Mario Brothers just set kind of like how that first level should be made but like Zelda shows like how an entire video game should be made with like leveling up but uh, I'm not I'm not articulating this well no I I get I get it's so much more complicated yes yeah but it was on the same console with the same 8-bit yeah you know what I mean but it you can level up your bombs. You can level up your sword. You can like you get it. It it's so much more complicated and so much more convoluted. And it took like paper D and D and made it a video game mm-hmm. that has just been expanded on ever since. Mm-hmm. I just I think it, there's an argument to be made for like it being maybe the most influential video game ever to just show how progress through a video game should be made. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, 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 it's, it's a question that I would have, I like, to, I would have to think about. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't I'm not, I agree with you yet. I'm not saying it definitively yeah. right here. Kibby says it's a complex game yet simple to play. Okay. Uh, Wallaby says my argument would be is that there were, there were lots of games like Zelda one before Zelda while not the case for Super Mario World. There may have been some like, a, that's the thing. Like, I don't know enough about like your Atari, like ColecoVision yeah, games. video game history and yeah. stuff. So if that's true, then yeah, um, it's it's something where like I, I would take Wallaby's word on that because if anybody knows more about classic gaming than than me, it's him. It's Wallaby. <laughs> All right, number two on Kimmy's list: Pac Man Arcade, nineteen eighty. The opening level is simple <laughs> yet challenging. Anyone from young to old can follow with little to no instructions. That's a great point. Yep, like Nemo could play that game, mm-hmm. uh, but it's still fun for me to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, on how to play the game. The opening level draws you in as you try to clear the stage while avoiding the ghosts and trying to conserve your power-ups. You can spend your week's allowance just trying to clear the first level. Yeah. all I, I really like your summation of why that's on your list. That's really good. Yeah, like it's... It's a... It's, it's a very... It's a, it's a very well designed intro to that game. Right. It, but... I, I think the point that I like the most is uh, right before COVID, mm-hmm. the December before everybody went into quarantine, mm-hmm. we went up to Amber's uncle's, who's mm-hmm. like way up, 
north uh, for Christmas. And Nemo wasn't quite old enough yet, but his cousin Maya was. And he had like a Pac-Man arcade. And she could play it. Mm -hmm. Like not really well, but she could get the basic concept of it. Mm -hmm. But I still had fun playing Pac-Man. Like just trying to, like how many Mm -hmm. levels of Pac-Man can I get through? I like that point that like four-year-olds can get that game. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's still fun to somebody who's in their 30s. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then number one on Kibby's list is Donkey Kane. Donkey Kane. Oh my God. I was <laughs> Donkey Kong Arcade Danky 1981. Donkey King. Uh, the opening screen itself is iconic, instantly recognizable around the world. It's also where the world was introduced to the most popular video game character of all time. Great ad. I've never played Donkey Kong. Have you? Yeah. I've never played it. I uh, like my my only like experience with gaming before that Nintendo, um, like my parents. I like who knows when. Like you know, like they they must have had it. Like it's, it's like it's not like they bought it for my for my older brother. Um, so at some point they had bought themselves like a ColecoVision. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had like a a version of Donkey Kong on it. Okay, and so like. I remember like playing it on that. Uh, but, but man, yeah, that's a, it's such a, th- those games are so pure and like, they're like, right. It's, they had to be simple, but they had to be good. Yes. It's a, all you're doing is going up, but like, what can we do with the processing power we have to make it progressively harder? Yep. But teach you how to, yeah, and that and that and, that, and, and like that gives you the hammer in the first level. It gives you barrels in the first level. You have to jump over. Um, yeah, so good, good list, Kibby. Yep. The only video game system I had before Nintendo, and I don't really like. It's all kind of blurred together. I can't remember what it was called actually. Wallaby for or Javin might be able to remind me what it was called, but it was basically like a black box. It was like a TV itself. And it only had like it could only show you white lines, and then you had f- you had plastic filters, so you had like actual floppy disks. Remember big floppy disks? What that would be called? Is that in television? No. I don't know. You had floppy disks that you would put in, mm-hmm. and then you'd put the thing down, mm-hmm. and it would start up. And then each floppy disk, and this was my brothers are much older than me. Like my brother, I think in September turns fifty one, mm. and I'll be thirty six in August or at the end of this month. Mm-hmm. So, yes, Vextrex. Thank you. Uh, so the floppy disks came with like a color screen that you would put onto the little TV screen. Mm-hmm. And that would show you like the layout of the level. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So there's one where you like a tank and it would show you the bunkers. That's uh, such a smart way to do that right so you don't have to take the time to like waste resources on well because like, it wasn't a colored screen coloring things in it's just all it was was white lines yeah so, so like yeah and you could see that it was a little tank it was like a little box with a line mm-hmm. for the you know the cannon or whatever mm-hmm. uh and the bunkers themselves were just little white lines and they would get chipped away mm. but when you put the color like the film on it mm-hmm. it made it look like there was like this big cool bunker mm. where that was like three dimensional and not three dimensional, but it was like everything was top down. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah. All right. 
Next on the list is Javin. He says, this is a good idea for a list. After some complaints about my last list not being ranked, this is a ranked list. This is an order and it will not, and it will go from five to one. All right. This first one, I don't think is a game I ever played. Medal of Honor Frontline Xbox 2002. Jevons, I like you guys are writing stuff. This makes it fun. I'm always a sucker for a good FMV. Uh What's that? Full motion video. Full motion video intro. And Medal of Honor opens with that before dropping you into a Higgins boat along with dozens of others as you approach Normandy Beach. Oh, yeah. I remember that. The first level more or less recreates the Saving Private Ryan opening. Mm -hmm. Experiencing it with, at the time, cutting edge graphics and sound was jaw-dropping. I haven't played this one in many years, and I'm not sure if it holds up. I also have a feeling I'm conflating this with the dozens of others Normandy Beach Invasion World War II games, but I have this memory burned into my brain, and I feel like it should be thrown up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wallaby says, oh, wow, I guess I have played this. I'm not sure if that's in response to Javins or Vectrex. Um, yeah, I never I never played that one. That like. I also didn't have uh, Xbox. Well, is that the original Xbox? Yes. Okay. That, that, that's the um, the like I, I have distinct memories of playing those first Medal of Honor games, like going through the like the hedgerows of France and like you know like dodging tanks and shit and never like, played them. Um, yeah, they were they were they were they were great. Like you didn't you know like they. I think the Medal of Honor games are the ones that introduced when you would get shot that, like, your screen would go red. Hmm, okay. Like, I mean, they, that's a great idea. Uh, I, 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 uh, but, yeah, it was those Medal of Honor games. Like, that was, like, the weird thing when, like, Call of Duty came along and, like, surpassed it because, like, the Medal of Honor games were okay. was the franchise. Um, I think there's but then, probably but then Call of Duty took it over. One Medal of Honor game that I played. I played... Uh, the two games that were like kind of like, not kind of like that, but the two games that I played in that vein mm-hmm. were, I, was Rainbow Six. I liked Rainbow Six and then Counter-Strike, which yeah, is not... Yeah, there's no real story in Counter-Strike. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, number four. This is a great pick. Uh, I didn't own this game, so I only ever got to play it at my cousin's, which mm-hmm. is why it didn't even make my short list. But I think if I owned this game, mm-hmm. I would have played this to a stupid degree. I don't know why I never asked for it for like a birthday or Christmas. Because mm-hmm. when this game was out, I would have been too young to like be able to buy a game myself. Uh, but Which is probably also why I was too young, I think, to ask for it. Uh, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. <laughs> NES 1987. Glass Joe. A little, little Glass Joe action. I can't prove it. But I'd like it known that this was on my list well before the sports game discussion during the last few weeks of podcasts. I have never beaten this game, but I've come close. I have beaten up Glass Joe countless times. Like many NES games from this era, it is a perfect first level to a game. Introduces you to the mechanics, do's and do not do's. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the level of challenge is perfect. He is also just a fun to fight the first time as he is the thousandth time. Oh, sorry. He's also just as fun to fight the first time as he is to fight the thousandth time. The feeling of landing uppercuts and star punches in this game are rarely matched. I like. 
I probably only fought the first three people in that game. I, but I, because I didn't own it. it, it that's uh, we 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 own that one, and we played. Like I I played that uh, I played that game a lot. You owned it. Yeah. Sorry. I, was uh, I, I never I never beat I never beat Tyson myself. Um, I was talking about that with Rolo today. I can't. I feel like I remember seeing my cousin Mark beat it, but I really don't know. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I never. I never. I never was able to beat him. I haven't played the game right in thirty years. But like, <laughs> I also remember. I just think. I just remember thinking like the graphics of the fight looked so good. Like the characters' face, facial animations were so good and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's super cartoony. I think if I had owned that game, it probably would have made my short list, hmm. if not my final list. But I didn't no, own it, so it's, yeah, that, that, that's a great pick. Um, okay, so the, I see why Javin said this is interesting. Number three on Javin's list: Mario sixty four and sixty four in nineteen ninety six Castle. So he lists the castle area. Oh, sure. as Which the, fine makes perfect sense to me. I'm not. I'm not mad about that at all. Nope. I'm not sure if there's any proper way to do. Of duplicating the feeling of playing Mario 64 for the first time. Also because the controller's so fucking weird. Maybe you mentioned sorry, maybe you mentioned that. Bare bones story opening. You read a letter from the princess. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know how to say this name. I didn't know this guy's name. Lakitu? Oh yeah, yeah, Lakitu. Lakitu. Soups around with your camera and then just do anything? Question mark. Mm-hmm. The level of control and freedom was absolutely unheard of at the time, which was also a sentiment of mine. Like, mm-hmm. I just felt it felt so big. Mm-hmm. Uh, go climb a tree? Sure. Bounce around like an idiot? Yeah, go ahead. The game naturally funnels... Javin, you're a good writer. The game naturally funnels you into the castle at its level structure reveals itself as you go in. Mm-hmm. But to be able to move a character in 3D space like that with seemingly no rules or restrictions was mesmerizing. Totally agree. Yeah. And yeah, and holding that N64 controller for the first time, we're just like, what is this thing? And it's just, it was awesome. Yeah, go ahead, Kibby. Uh, yeah, just count it as Mario 64. I think that works. I, I, I didn't own a 64. Uh, we, we, we just had a, um, we just had a PlayStation. Okay. So like, I would, we would, like every so often like rent an Nintendo 64. Yep. I would play it at my friend's house, but, um, so even though I played a shit ton of Goldeneye, you know, uh, I never played a ton of Mario sixty four because I because like that's like if you go to like a buddy's house to play it, right? There's only so much sixty four you can play. I didn't have an N sixty four, so it came out in nineteen ninety six. So I didn't have an N sixty four, but uh, the person who did like daycare for me after school did, mm-hmm. and I played I played a ton of it there. Well, yeah, yeah, I make. Like I, I was, you know, I would be like, oh, how much can your N64 cartridge hold? You know, this CD in my PlayStation holds four cartridges worth of data <laughs> or or whatever the uh, the Final Fantasy seven like, yeah. like print ad Three said. discs. Yeah. Dan, Javin says, Dan has for sure made fun of kids who own an N64. I, I uh, had a Sega Saturn. Which was kind of a disappointing system. Yeah. <laughs> and then when Final Fantasy VII was going to come out, I desperately, desperately asked to get... And it was the only two things I got for Christmas, but I got a PlayStation and Final Fantasy mm. VII. And it was it's still the best Christmas I ever had in my entire life. I've told the story on the podcast before. I'm not going to tell it again. 
Yeah, like I, it, it's funny. Like I, I, like I wonder if my parents bought the Nintendo for themselves as much as your parents didn't play video games, though, did they? I don't know. Oh, because like, like, like if I was to think back to when I was a kid, the age I would have been when that thing showed up in the house at first, um, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like maybe like a year older than Dumb Nemo here, where yeah, I was about like, five. I'm like going upstairs, like I'm going to sleep. Like, Dumb Nemo, what a jerk. You know, I'm going to sleep. Like they're not going to sleep at like eight. I don't think they played video games. Maybe, maybe, maybe they played some Mario. I could see your mom playing video games. I don't know your dad. I don't know. Uh, it was funny. So I didn't, I didn't send Nemo to school today, um, and I just brought him to work with me, and we went to one of the high schools to help with some stuff. And I said, "There's going to be some of my coworkers there. You know, I, I want you to be on good behavior, and and blah blah blah." And he knows that I work with Dan and Mike and Rob. Uh, and so when we got there, he was like, so are Dan and Mike and Rob going to be there? And I was like, nope, it's just going to be Rob. And he's like, oh, Dan and Mike. And he was like kind of bummed that Dan and Mike wouldn't be there. So when we did the podcast, I let him come down to say hi to Dan. And I went upstairs and I was like, do you want to come down? He's like in his underwear getting ready for bed. I was like, do you want to come down and say hi to Dan? He was like, yeah. And he comes downstairs. But then the second he saw Dan, he's just like, and Dan's like, hey, buddy. And he's just like, like, he's just so didn't. like nervous and shy. And I was like, can you say goodnight to Dan? And Dan goes, goodnight, Nemo. <laughs> and Nemo's just like, goodnight. Night. Uh, <laughs> Rolo says, thanks a lot, Nemo. Um, but yeah, Rolo, don't take it personally that Nemo barely talked to you today. He's just, he's, he's like me. He's, Shy and introverted. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Number two for Javin was on my short list. The only reason it didn't make my list is because I think there's one aspect of it that didn't do a great job of explaining itself, but I'm not going to get into it because it's the whole game is amazing. Uh, the Last of Us, PlayStation 3. Oh, he okay. says, I played the PS4 version, uh, which so did I, actually. Prologue. I played this game long after it came out, same, and well past all the game of the year and other hype around it had worn off. Burned out on zombie fiction and starting the game almost entirely off of Naughty Dog's track record and the praise the game received. I was not ready for how much the opening sequence of this game hooked me in and beat me to a pulp. Not from difficulty, but from the story the game begins to tell. A rare piece of video game storytelling that has you saying, holy shit, through teary eyes. 100% 100% agree. The gameplay in this game is not what I remember. Mm-hmm. It's, it might be the best, because I don't give a fuck normally about a video game story. Mm-hmm. Like, I've played Final Fantasy VII countless times. Still couldn't totally tell you what that story's about. There's a meteor. Yeah, and Sephiroth's doing something. Did Sephiroth... Summoning? Gotta get a thing? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care, mm-hmm. as long as the game is fun. Uh... It's just like Sekiro or Dark Souls. I don't know what those games are about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've watched a bunch of videos and I've read lore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the gameplay is fun. I don't really remember the gameplay of The Last of Us. But what I remember is I like needing to know that story. Mm. And it starts with that opening scene. 
And I'm not that game is like probably over a decade old, but I'm not going to spoil anything. Like if you haven't played it, play it. And I, I want to play The Last of Us too, mm-hmm. but like, what I don't need right now, like as places in in our country are going back into quarantine because of dumb motherfuckers who won't get their shots. I like I don't need a depressing mm-hmm. story about the world falling apart. You know what I mean? Like I just need some escapism and fun, which Valheim, by the way, has totally been. But I think I think The Last of Us Two will eventually be a game I play. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to play. I don't want to play. Like I don't want to do things or watch movies or like experience things that are depressing mm-hmm. right now. I want more escapism in the entertainment that I consume. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, uh, hopefully things in in the world and more specifically in our country start to improve, and you know, you I can sustain just experiencing depressing entertainment because The Last of Us, that original game, is awesome. Not Costanza Ben, yeah, says HBO is making a Last of Us movie. Again, it's like I can't, I can't watch it. I just can't, I can't. I don't want to consume depressing things right now. I think it's Pedro Pascal. Who's that? Uh, he, oof. Um, he's the guy that gets killed by the mountain in Game of Thrones. He's like the, yeah, yeah. the guy from yeah, the door. Yeah. And then uh, the he's also in uh, the movie about Pablo Escobar. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And the leader of Bear Island, that little girl. She's gonna play. So like, there's a the little girl. Bear Island. Uh, Jor Mormont's. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that little all, girl okay, yeah. is gonna be. Okay. Ow. And apparently, like the fucking like they were talking about like the budget for this thing, and it's like, high. It's 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 it's, it's like oh, per I, episode. It's like more. I think than, I read this. It's like more than game. Like the sheer amount of cash they're throwing at, at this, every episode. Yeah, is nonsense. Yeah, I probably won't watch it. Oh, like I'm sure I'll give it a shot. The game did so well. Uh. But yeah, like it's it's kind of like Uncharted. Like the game itself is a movie you're just kind of playing. Like like it's right. got, it's got gameplay, but you're you're just you're. It's just, like Uncharted. Yeah, it's got gameplay, but the gameplay is not what you remember. It's the story that you remember. That, that's that's the Naughty Dog mo. They're I pre- remember getting annoyed with the game. Like I like visual novels. I just wanted to wa- like YouTube having full gameplay playthroughs at that point mm-hmm. in time wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. But if it was, I would have stopped playing the game and just watched it. Um, number one on Javin's list. Javin, I'm not going to do... Well, I'll do one of your honorable mentions. Can I, no, it, it probably won't be... Like, It's not Halo. Can you guess it? Is it Halo? No. Red Dead Redemption 2. No. I'll give you one more guess. You get three strikes. I'm not surprised by it at all. But also, it's not one I thought of. All right, you've taken too long. Super Mario RPG. <laughs> Ori in the Blind Forest. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, Xbox One 2015. Well, maybe not the most mechanically interesting first level of a video game. The way Ori uses its intro slash tutorial to get you completely sucked into its world and invested in its characters mm-hmm. is unrivaled. Mm-hmm. Gareth Conker's score mixed with the beautiful hand-drawn characters are intoxicating and compel you to keep moving. Oring say, Ori saying goodbye to Naru in the opening is land before time levels of heartbreaking. 
an unforgettable opening level and my pick for best first level of all time. Mm-hmm. I haven't played Ori in the Blind Forest. Nemo and I played together. I mean, Nemo doesn't really play it, but he hangs out with me and we, you know, it's, it's a fun interactive thing. Ori in the Will of the Wisps, mm-hmm. we cried at the end of that video game. Mm-hmm. Nemo and I did. I mean, that all like for the rest of my life, I'll cherish that memory. I took a video of it. Like I just video and set my phone up. Uh, yeah, it. But I don't. I don't know if I'll ever play the original Ori because I've just heard the the gameplay is so much clunkier than than the second one. Okay. Uh, good list, Javin. Lovely game. I really like. Have you played Ori and the Blind Forest? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Javin's got two honorable mentions. One of which I'm not going to talk about. The other one is Super Mario Brothers. Uh, and he says the blueprint for the first level in a video game, a perfectly executed introduction to the world enemies, power-ups and mechanics of the most influential game of all time. If there is a level creator in a game, the first thing you're going to see someone try to make is one-to-one in it. The location of every hidden block pipe Goomba and power-up is written in my mind with permanent ink. Mm-hmm. I bet it's written on yours too. Yeah, Javin, you should blog more. I like the way you write. All right. Next on the list, <laughs> Kibby says, Leisure Suit Larry. I probably shouldn't have this beer. Uh, Schwatz Ooh. doesn't appear to be in any order. Schwatz does have my honorable mention. Okay. Schwartz says, I didn't have a ton of time to go in depth on these. Uh, I'm just going to read them in this order, except I'm going to save my honorable mention for last because I think that's fun. Uh, Kibi's giving us an update. Mario 64, Metal Gear Solid, and NES Mario Bros. all have two. Uh, Mario Bros. shouldn't have two because that was just an honorable mention. No, uh, me and him said it. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm drunk. Uh, and we have 14 different games with one. Okay. Mario, Metal Gear Solid. That I mean, that list makes sense. Number, well, I don't know if it's number one. Super Metroid SNES. The whole space station sequence at the mm. beginning of an awesome intro to possibly my favorite NES, SNES game. Great opening cutscene, cut atmosphere, music, boss fight, and thrilling countdown escape sequence gets you pumped for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. I never played Super Metroid because I didn't have an SNES. Mm-hmm. Nemo and I are currently playing through it. Mm-hmm. And as an adult, that that first level is like so run of the mill but i like the music Mm -hmm. and the way that it sets the atmosphere for that game is really good that like i can picture being eight and playing that game at that time and just thinking like oh my god Mm -hmm. and also the way that nemo is into that game Mm -hmm. i will say uh much my not much i (laughs) I don't know how to say it. I don't know. It gives me great pride to say that the games that Nemo has been the most into Mm -hmm. have been Mega Man games. Oh, yeah. He's gotten more into Mega Man than any other. I mean, running around pretending to be Mega Man. Yeah, they got got cool robot dudes. Like, it's everything. It's everything a young boy craves. It's like it's it it just feeds like because you get you get cool robot shit. You get, you know, you're shooting guns. It's 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 young boy shit, man. It's awesome. Mega Man's best. It's and awesome. Rolo says that's just good parenting right there. 
Uh, Nox Stanza says, one of the best reveals that Samus is a woman. So they don't reveal that in the NES version? You can get it at the end. I think you have to do something special. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, Nemo and I are playing through it. We're having a lot of fun. Yeah, first female protagonist, I guess. Probably. Um, That's right, certain time. Okay. Uh, next on his list is the same as Javin. Last of Us Remastered PS4, which is also the one I played. I feel like this will show up on a couple people's lists. Yep, it was on my short list. Perfect interactive setup sequence for zombie apocalypse and a legitimate gut punch. It really is. Did you ever play it? Mm-mm. Oh, man, it really is. It's 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 a hard one opening level to take. I recently played through this game. I have game an idea what happens. And can say with confidence it has the best acting performances I've ever seen in a video game. Agreed. It's, it's, it's like, phenomenal. It's like it's what it's a movie. It's what Naughty Dog does best. Like they're they're a they're well, like what a, else did Naughty Dog do besides Uncharted? Um Are they Tomb Raider? I think they did the original Crash Bandicoots. Uh that sounds right. I loved Crash Bandicoots. Man, that's one that probably should have been on my list. I played Crash Bandicoot a ton. Yeah, like running into the screen like that. Yeah. That was a whole thing. You know what else I played a lot of? Jet Moto. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't make my list, but I played that a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Crash is the other big one. Uh Oh, God. Next, Sunset Riders. Let's just take tomorrow off. Yeah. SNE, well, I have 3,000 tomorrow. Sunset Riders. I have 3,000. Bury me with my Good luck, money. everybody that calls me. Uh, SNES or arcade? I don't know what this is. Sunset Riders? Is that wait? Is that the game where you're in the red Corvette? No. What's Sunset Riders? You're either like you're either like Tony or Todd. I forget what the two cowboys' names are. Yeah, bring it up in the yeah 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 the chrome window. It's got the we we say the meme all the time. Bury me with my money. Sunset Riders. To hell of an SNES game. I legitimately don't know what this game is. I've never seen this in my life. It's just a... Never in my life have I seen this. It's just an amazing side-scroller. What? Yeah, you get, you, in, the, in the first level, you kill some rich dude. He falls down, and he says, bury me with my money. This guy? No, this, this, this is like... Honest to God, I've never seen this before. Oh, really? Scrub a little more. You want to get to like, yeah, uh, get, hit, get the volume. Marry me with my money. <laughs> <laughs> never seen it before. Ah, it's a great game. Huh. That's a. I, I remember going to my friend's house. Like, like he lived next to the elementary school we were at, uh, and like we didn't have a, um, oh, like, the, like, like they got like cafeterias and shit in these elementary schools. We didn't have it. We didn't have a cafeteria. It was like you just brought your lunch and sat in the. No, you've told us about your weirdo Canadian bullshit before. Uh, but my buddy lived like next to the elementary school, so we we could just walk to his house. Okay. At, at lunchtime, um, and like eat lunch there, and like we would play sunset riders at his house hmm. never seen that before in my life uh, monkey island 2 lechuk's revenge did i say that right that's one of those like lucas arts another nostalgia pick i must have played through the beginning of this game dozens of times 
I actually prefer the first Monkey Island to two when considering the entire games. The puzzles in two get a little too strange and difficult as the game goes on. But the first part on the floating ships is the LucasArts point-and-click formula done flawlessly. Mm-hmm. All right. Hold on. I got to bring up Chrome View again. You're near, yeah. I, I didn't play the... What uh, is it? Um, okay. So let's just search Monkey Island 2. This has got to be it, right? Know a good story, even if they paid this is okay. This is this a remaster. Kind, it's this kind of game. game. Yeah, yeah. It definitely didn't look like this I'm on the its name computer. Was I don't think. Sure, sure. Island, but I don't believe that. I don't know. Never played it. Well, why don't you believe? <clears throat> the only uh, I, I never. <laughs> He's a special different. Uh, Javin says special edition graphics are weird. I never played um that generation of point-and-click game. I only ever played the earlier stuff that was like because uh, we had like a, like a floppy disk computer. Yep. Um, so I played uh, I played like King's Quest. Yep. Or Space Quest. Wait, which one's King's Quest? It's like Space Quest, but it's King's. No, this isn't the game I'm thinking of. We, the first floppy disk point-and-click game we had was you're like a red, you're a knight in red. Oh, I'm not sure. What game is that? It's like every. It's like a classic video game cover. It's not King's Quest. Yeah, it was a ton of King's Quest. Uh, but we had it. We it was the. I'm. It was like it was probably the first video game we had even before. Yeah. Uh, before we had a, a video game system, but I can't think of the name of it. You're it's you're kind of a goofy looking knight in red, and you fight a green dragon. But you're, uh, ta- you're talking about the fucking like like it's literally just you press a button and go to the next screen, like yeah, Dragon's Lair. But it, Dragon's Lair, oh. isn't that point and click? No, Dragon's Lair is like hit up, hit left. <laughs> yeah, th- okay, it is this. That that that's like a classic like arcade machine. But we had a floppy disk of this game. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I could see that. Um, I swear we did, but it's, it's not point and click though. It's really. Like, it's, it was, I was really like, little, boop. so I could be misremembering. Boop. Boop. Yeah, isn't that point and click? Well, then if the, okay, then if it's not that, then the first flop or the first point and click game that I had was uh, Mist. Oh yeah, that that's more point and click. <clears> yeah, you're actually moving like and Mist. With the, I would still remember the computer we had that you would play Mist on. Had an ejectable CD-ROM, Ooh. so a whole case would come out. You'd have so to open confusing. the case, put the CD in the case, close the case, and then put the whole case back into the computer. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. All right, the last one on Wade's list uh-huh. or on Trot's list uh, that I saved because it was my one honorable mention. In Carta ninety-five. Nope. Oh, fuck. Because I think it is such a nobody mentioned Number Munchers or Oregon Trail. Yeah. Uh. I do. I I played this level so much. I played this game so much. No game had existed like it, as far as I know. Tony Hawk Pro Skater mm-hmm. One. Mm-hmm. It's it's such a. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let Wade speak instead of me. The warehouse level at the beginning. I first played Tony Hawk as yeah. a demo on Dreamcast, and the demo was just the complete first level. Hooked me on the game. Mm-hmm. 
Also can't not mention the soundtrack. Yeah. That's it. I think it's a great ad. It was on my short list. I, I wanted to put it on my list, but I felt like I, there were other games that I liked more, but it's such a good ad. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a, a great ad. That's a quality. I love it. Quality. All right. Next we got Rolo. I put these in order, but they all hold a special place for me. Oh, I've never played this game. Uh, Time Crisis 2, Harbor Town. What is that? <laughs> I think it's just the arcade shooter. Is it? Because Rolo didn't include uh, it systems. Has, it has to just be the uh, uh, Time Crisis 2 in the arcade. Which it's got to be. It's that like that's my that's my favorite arcade shooter. Right. For sure. Why is everybody lolling? Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah, you, you could get the light gun on PS2. Um, okay, it was on PS2. But yeah, I, I you know, I, I... Oh, I wrote a thing, Rolo says. Sorry, Dan threw me off. <laughs> Starting off with very much a personal pick. I played the ever-loving hell out of this arcade cabinet in between snowboarding and Afton Alps. Mm-hmm. That's got to be such an awesome memory. At the time, it was the only shooting game that had a pistol that physically responded when you shot. Chunk, chunk. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh... Which was really badass at the time. The first level really gave you a ton of bang for your buck. Everything from the inside of a building to the streets to fighting a tanker, a boat, and even a goddamn tank vehicle. Loved this game so much, I bought a little gun exclusively to play it on PS2 when it came out. Good stuff. Yeah, I I, I played... Yeah, I played the shit out of Time Crisis 2. Played a a ton. I think I own the same... uh, Time Crisis 2 and House of the Dead? I didn't play any House of the Dead. That, but that was another one with a gun, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, think yeah. The, I don't, the time. Great, the uh, House of the Dead gun didn't could no, chunk no, no, though. No. Um, but yeah, I, I remember. I think I owned the the same PS2 version that also had like a uh, a sub, I guess like a separate game that was just like uh, ability games. So yeah. it'd be like uh, like quick draw or like how fast can you shoot these things? Okay, and. Like I may have ended up playing that more than the actual Time Crisis game. Like just trying to like be faster at like draw. Okay. Sorry, I'm also paying attention to. The but chat. as I've learned from like how good I was at shooting an actual gun, like later on in life, Time Crisis taught me how to kill people. Right. <laughs> I remember uh, one of my sister's boyfriends took us out to shoot handguns once, and he's like, "If you're," it was like, uh, I think it was a nine millimeter handgun. I don't know exactly what kind, but I'd never shot. I'd shot like BB guns and mm-hmm. that was it. And he's like, you've never shot a handgun before? And I was like, no. And he was like, okay, well, and he showed me like, don't hold your hand here, blah, blah, blah. And then he went and set up a bunch of cans in the hill. And I was just fucking like, I was not acing everyone, yeah. but I was hitting them pretty well. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, you've never shot a gun before? And he, I was like, no. And he, and I was, he was like, maybe it's just video games. Mm-hmm. Like that was literally his comment. And I was like, in my head, I was like, yeah, I... I played a bunch of video games where you have to point and shoot a gun. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Javin, the the gun con was an elite level controller. That was like the Oh, I'm sorry. That, that, was, that was like the PlayStation version. Schrott wrote a thing for Sunset Riders and I picked it. This is a big nostalgia pick since I grew up playing this game on SNES. Hard to say what element I love so much about it. The gameplay is solid, the spaghetti western feel is unique. It has fun co-op and fantastic classic Konami music. Mm-hmm. The first stage isn't difficult at all, but I could happily replay it over and over again. 
I also really love the digital voice clips from the bosses in the game, especially from the first boss. <laughs> Sorry, I missed that shot. <laughs> All right, moving on with Rolo's list. Portal. Yep, good call. An innocent enough start to a game. You wake up in a room, no idea how you got there, and some strange voice starts talking to you as you explore the room. Right as you were running out of things to explore, it happens. A portal opens up on the wall, and through it you go. When I first experienced this game mechanic, it blew my fucking mind. And by the end of the first level, I was absolutely hooked. Need I say more? It's Portal. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great pick. Mm-hmm. Now Portal has two. Uh, Rollaby says, wait, I misheard Adam and thought you said steep slope sliders. And was like, what? But then realized it said, yeah, I heard it wrong. <laughs> Javits says, Galal, is that even a game? It's a snowboarding game, really? Yeah. It's steep slopes. All right. Uh, number three on Rob's list. Sonic Green Hill Zone was oh, on my short list. Was on my short list. It's a really good first level. Didn't own a Genesis. I did, and I played Sonic a bunch. I think if I picked an opening level for a Sonic game, mm-hmm. it would be Sonic and Knuckles. I think that was my favorite opening level, where you're like running and there's an airship. and Could you, could you be Knuckles? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Me and Rolo talked about this at length today. Okay. Um, we had a Genesis in our family instead of an SNES growing up. Same. Uh, what did this mean? It meant we played Sonic a lot. The first level to me is as iconic as any Mario game. The intense bright colors and wonderful music sets the stage perfectly for the fast-paced fun that follows. Sonic did do a really good job of making you understand that that game was fast. Like, you're supposed to play that game fast. Yes, you need to go fast. And that game does a perfect job of introducing... I remember my cousin Eric brought over his Sega to, like, a Christmas party or whatever. Mm-hmm. Brought over his Sega and Sonic. And I just remember, like, being amazed. That's what made me ask for a Sega instead of an SNES was Sonic and how fast that game was. Mm. Schwartz uh, says, wow, it is a game. What? Uh, steep slide sliders. Steep slope slide place. Oh, okay. The, the random thing that Wall Beavis said. All right. Number two on Rob's list. Hence his ellipses way earlier in the podcast. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Arcade. Oh, burning nice. building. I don't really know what to say other than getting to play this game as a kid was an absolute treat. For one thing, you needed quarters, which made it all the more special when you hear that Kawabunga as mm-hmm. the character select screen pops up as you enter coins. The f- entire first level is just a nostalgia trip to watch now. So many great memories at the Woodbury Roller Rink playing the first level since most of us could not get much further. I, I, can, I have a cool memory of this game. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I can actually hear... Uh I can hear that cowabunga, mm-hmm. like the digitized cowabunga coming out of the machine. We had this for Nintendo, right? Yeah. And it was the, that was the thing. Turtles in Time was Super Nintendo. No, Turtle, I played Turtles in Time. It had to be Nintendo. It was Super Nintendo. Uh, it was both. I don't know. Anyway, I played this game a lot on Nintendo, but yeah, it was the thing where you, like, you could only be- beat the first or second level. But the champs that they had... In West St. Paul. Okay. My mom had just opened it. Mm-hmm. And Tom Ryan, I still remember his name because he was like the nicest man. Tom Ryan was the bartender there. And I had to go to work with my mom. Mm-hmm. And Tom Ryan said, why don't I let you play the Ninja Turtle game? Mm-hmm. 
and he oh, they had a key and they opened up the arcade game for mm-hmm. me so that I could just infinitely get new lives. And I spent the entire day and I beat that game. It was like the first time I'd really like beaten a game mm-hmm. like that. But it was because I had infinite yeah, yeah. lives because I could just be, keep putting the same quarter in. Mm-hmm. But it's like this thing that is solidified in my mind of just yeah. I got to play it the whole day and I had infinite lives to try. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, chat's blown up. Yeah, Javin says, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on NES was the arcade game port. Didn't have all the glitz and glam, though. Rollo okay. says, Time Stone Heights and Turtles in Time were both on NES. Okay. Man, wh- I played Turtles in Time a bunch. I had to play it at a friend's house. Yeah, it must have been. Uh, and then there's just a bunch of words. All right, I'm not going to read any of that. Stone, Stone, Heist, yeah, think. Right. And then there's, I'll, I'll just read Schwartz to sum it up. Hyperstone Heist is Sega. Perfect. Figure it out from there. Uh, number one on Rolo's list. Rolo, this means that the next time I see you, we have to kiss on the mouth. So I hope you know that. Resident Evil 2. Uh, this is the first time I can remember a video game having the nerve to be straight up mean. The first level starts you off in the middle of a collection of incoming zombies with very little ammo or direction of where to go. The following screens aren't too much different either. When first playing, I got chewed on many times in this first section. It may be tame by today's standards, but I remember thinking back then how gutsy it was for a game to start this way. It opened me up to the idea of a harder and more brutal game. Perfect. I love it. I'm going to mention Rob's honorable mention because he talked to me about it today, and I doubt anybody's going to have this on the list. Uh, he says, honorable mention that I mistakenly thought was the first level, but it is not. Mission Impossible, Nintendo 64, the ballroom level. It's actually level two. Short blurb about this. I would replay this level a ton. The way you could change costumes and approach the situation differently made me really feel like a spy. Very much how Hitman games are today. I would come up with little scenarios in my imagination, then play them out in the game. Nerdy stuff, but man, I loved it. Good list, Rollo. And now we have to kiss on the lips. I was too scared to play Resident Evil games. Sounds right. Oops, I accidentally moved mics. What does sound right mean? Huh? Yeah. All right, this is the last list, which is good. Oh, God. <coughs> I deleted it. This is the last list we got emailed, which is good because... You're tired? I'm, t- I'm <laughs> tired, man. I got very little sleep. Because of Aurora. Oh, you're not. You don't know that. I was just complaining in work chat, but in dad chat, they all know about. It was like all of our kids had bad nights last night. What was that about? The full moon? I don't know, but they all agreed to just be assholes, it seemed like. Oh, nice. I'm very tired. It's been a hell of a week because no fault of his own because of Nemo. Poor guy. Yeah. And, and then and then I have 3,000 tomorrow, and I really want a bowl of cereal. You know what I had for dinner? I had lentil salad. It's very healthy. Did you want to eat it, though? Yeah, it was good. Oh, then what are, why are you complaining to me about it, then? Because I want more food. It's just oh. not enough food. <laughs> Lentils have good protein in them. There's a lot of good uh, like vitamins and minerals because of all the vegetables that are in lentil salad. Amber made it's delicious. It's got cheese. It's got a little fat in it. Like, It's good, and it's good for you, mm-hmm. but it's not filling, and I really want a mm. bowl of cereal. I ate six Rob cheeseburgers. I don't know what that means. I think those Rob are, chi- those are chicken breasts. Ah, okay. I'm, I'm assuming. Have some more lentils. There you go. Uh, I had roasted corn for dinner. 
Only corn? You got to eat more in corn. Yeah, there's... What's in corn? I don't know. Is, it, is there fiber in corn? Sugar? Lots of sugar, probably. Yeah. I think Rob cheeseburgers are... Big, big bowl, bowl of corn. corn. Now he said roasted corn. Kimmy just said, yep. I don't know what you're... <laughs> you're just crushing corn. I hope you're saying yep to me, saying you got to eat more in corn. All right. <clears throat> wall uh, beef? Wall beef. Uh-huh. Not in ranked order, but written in an order for you to read. Okay. Says you, I ate four ears. It's a ton of corn. That's a lot of corn. Hopefully, you didn't eat the whole cob. I don't know, but the cob um, might be healthy. I've never eaten a cob. Dan. <laughs> I don't want to judge Ohio people. <laughs> Did you eat the cob? I like the says you. All right. Ridge Racer, beginner track, arcade slash mm. PS1. The first track you can race on in Ridge Racer is the beginner formation, and it was an absolutely exciting introduction to what 3D racing was going to provide. The starting line is within a packed crowd in bleachers on either side, pit crews scrambling off the starting line, a 3D race babe, all within a huge 3D city. The racetrack wins inside tunnels and around mountains. The board is wines. Thank you. The racetrack winds inside tunnels and around mountains over a suspension bridge and through a coastal beach community, all under a bright blue sky. Exciting arcade racing presented at its best, a definitive track that will return in a dozen or so more Ridge Racer titles. Ridge, Ridge Racer was the, Racer. that's the red convertible. That's yeah. Like I think, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's a convertible, but it's, well, no. I think if you're thinking of a convertible, you're thinking of like the like outrun. What's the, okay? I'm gonna look up Ridge Racer to see if it's the one. I'm not gonna do it on screen. Ridge Racer. I think it's a red car on the cover, though. Oh no, this is not what I was thinking of. Because like like a red convertible is outrun. Adam wants to think of outrun. Yeah. Okay. Oh god, outrun! I remember playing the shit ton of. Yeah, in in arcades. Yeah, oh, yeah. outrun is what I'm thinking yeah. of. Okay. As you're, like, as you're like sliding sideways trying yep. to crash. Yeah. Uh, Kibby says, I live in Amish country and it's fresh. Oh, okay. All right. We, 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 got, we got a bunch of fresh corn around here too. It's great. Oh, wow. Okay. I think this is a good, this is a good ad. Uh, wouldn't have made my short list, but this is a good ad. Death Stranding, order number one, PlayStation 4. Oh, I saw him play it. This maybe constitutes the only level in the whole game as it's the only area you, you can't return to after playing through it. But after a dramatic and typically confusing <laughs> intro cutscene, you are cast out into the roughest terrain in video game history and need to make your first delivery. This is a tutorial Jesus Christ. You're falling apart. This is a tutorial level, but the dramatic, naturalistic setting, dynamic music cues, exploration, and still general confusion you will have for the game work as a great combo. 100% agree. It's also a great ad because you have to play that part first. Mm. It's not the first level. It's the opening level, Mm -hmm. and it does a great job. Uh, It concludes with a terrifying cinematic that only heaps on more curiosity and confusion to propel you to walk and walk forward. Jevin asks, is that the body delivery? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I did not finish that. Well, he says no. Oh, 
No, in the end of the first level is when you get the body body delivery. Oh, okay, okay. I think I only played it once. Uh, I didn't finish Death Stranding. I got to the point that like roads start coming in, and I was I don't know. I got bored. Um, Final Fight Slum Arcade slash SNES. Nice. Your heroic journey through Metro City starts in the gritty slum. March along battered shop fronts and apartment buildings while smashing oil barrels and telephone booths as huge thugs pour out of every building to stop you. Beat-em-ups have had progressive levels like this before, but Final Fight added huge layers of texture and detail along with large sprites that only cemented it as a classic. Great game. I got to look at it because I don't, I don't know that I know this game. Uh, I believe that's one with Hagar. He's the mayor and a wrestler. I love this box. Makes this so much easier. Final fight. Oh, yeah. It's got my boy. Oh, yeah. I've played this. Okay. Yeah. It's got like the Andre the Giant dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Uh, Poison. This also makes me think of... Is it... Is it Streets of Rage? Yeah, yeah. Streets of Rage is the, the Genesis version. Okay. What was the other beat em up? I think it was an S. It was an an NES one. It wasn't Double Dragon. There was another beat em up though. River City Ransom. River City Ransom. That, that, that was a lot more of like an RPG ish element, right? Too. This one I remember, but with the little blockhead dudes. Yeah, River City Ransom. I remember this one. Oh yeah, I I love playing River City Ransom. Yeah, yeah. All right. Great game. Great game. All right. They drop. They turn into money when you kill them. Uh, Mega Man X intro level. Great pick. I'm surprised this wasn't on anybody else's. SNES Mega Man games because I wanted to pick a Mega Man game so bad, but I didn't play. I've only played Mega Man X as an adult. I beat it with you. That's Mm -hmm. where the classic quote, you know what your one problem is? You shoot backwards. Yes. yes. And then I fucking lost my mind on Dan. You were not happy. Uh... What are you doing? Where did chat go? I don't know. That's what I was doing. I was trying to get back to chat. There we go. Um, hold on. That's what I, I wanted to see. Uh, Rolo says, oh, man, I did not consider games like that. Good pick. Final Fight or Streets of Rage, that is. Final Fight SNES. Javin says, Final Fight SNES screenshot sold me an SNES as a kid. And Rolla says, really happy somebody added that. Uh, Mega Man games had been running in a uniform progression for several years by the time X came along, and the game throws a total curveball right out of the gates. You are thrown right into a level without mm-hmm. picking an enemy robot. In an exciting new futuristic city, as you run as you run along, the freeway segments drop beneath your feet, and if your reaction is quick enough, you can easily jump to the next platform. But if not, the game uses this as a hidden lesson in how to use the wall jump mechanic for you to climb up walls to get out of the pit you fell into. The level ends with what you assume will be a boss fight, but it forces you to lose in order to introduce you introduce a new partner that will become a mainstay for years to come. After the level concludes, you are brought back into the comfy confines of the Robot Master Slug screen, excited for what other surprises await. 
No, it's it's a it's a it's a hell of a like. Uh, welcome, welcome to new Mega Man. Right. Like this ain't this ain't your daddy's regular. This is X Mega Man. The only one I ever played. Uh, Roller City was there. I can't remember. But it, I, it's one of my favorite memories. Is I know it was you, me, and Vitamin Anderson. And we were, I was at my Vadness Heights apartment, and we beat Mega Man X. Mm-hmm. But that was the, I had never played that game before then. I bought it used because Amber and I had an SNES because mm-hmm. I bought one as an adult. And yeah, we beat it in one night. And there was this boss that all of us kept dying on. And I died, and I got super pissed. And Dan, not reading the room, goes, you know what your one problem is? You keep shooting backwards. And I just I lost it on Dan. I was like, oh, you fucking think I don't know that? Like Because I kept... Because it was this boss, you had to jump and dodge and then shoot him. But when I would dodge, I would press backwards, and so I'd shoot the opposite way. And I, I just got so mad at Dan because it's Mega Man. Those games make you. <laughs> I like Wallaby's comment. It's not for you, Daddy. Mm-mm. Um, but yeah, that's a good ad. <laughs> it didn't make my list because I just didn't play it as a kid. I think probably. Uh, and then last one on Wallaby's list. Super Mario Bros. and NES. While this is not exactly the best level in Super Mario Bros., it's the grandfather of all first levels. It defined the platformer genre and set the tone for thousands of games to come. I've played this level more than any other level in any game and have every single ounce of it memorized down to coin counts and hidden blocks, number of enemies, etc. It's the earliest video game memory I have and is where millions mm-hmm. first cut their teeth great summation every everybody summed that that game up in their mm-hmm. own way mm-hmm. uh that's the list the last there's one fly bugging me get out of here fly uh i think that probably wins because everybody had that on their list yeah i think there was one other with three i thought but maybe not uh n- nobody's honorable mentions were disqualified i'm just gonna go back and read them so anybody in chat whose honorable mentions i didn't read remind me uh kibby i think had one uh kibby had golden eye mm. which i didn't i don't know if i mentioned or not and then kibby also had sonic the hedgehog green ah. hill zone one Santa so King. him and rollo rollo that was on his actual list yep. though uh javin honorable mention number two is sonic adventure dreamcast oh. 1999 holy shit the first time you saw that killer whale jump towards the screen for the first time. I don't think this game holds up too well, but good lord, was I gobsmacked at seeing graphics this good on my TV. This game in the Green Dreamcast actually got me back into video game again after falling off them a bit during the N64 PS1 era. Uh, I, is this the one... that I'm thinking of? Sorry, guys. I'm just looking it up quick. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. We're, okay. Yeah, yeah. Where you're running. This is the one. Hold on. I don't have to switch it over there anymore. We have this awesome box. This one right here. Yep. Yep. Like, uh, oh, you like 3D? This game for Dreamcast was awesome. Arguably, though, my favorite game for Dreamcast was uh, Fantasy Star Online. Fantasy Star Online was the first online MMO RPG. Mm-hmm. I specifically saved up money. I was working at Burger King at the time. I saved up money to buy the keyboard 
that you could use with Dreamcast. Mm -hmm. Plug that shit in and I would chat with people in lobbies and he would join together to go do like group dungeons essentially. Mm -hmm. And I would play that game like I, cause my, this was back in the day. You had to hook the Dreamcast up to your 56. Mm -hmm. Like you had to hook it up to, it was a 56 KBPS modem in the Dreamcast and you hooked up to your phone line. My parents were asleep. I would stay up to like four, five in the morning and go to school and fall asleep in every class playing Fantasy Star Online. It's my favorite Dreamcast. Like, it's one of my favorite memories, hands down. And you would go in, fight bosses, and mm-hmm. you could get different characters and different weapons. Holy shit. I just told, I told, I remember that when Javin mentioned Dreamcast. <laughs> Sorry, tangent. Um, did you have another honorable mention? Oh, I read the Super Mario Brothers. Mm. Schwat had none. Rolo, I mentioned his. And I don't think, oops, I don't think uh, Jeff had any. Nope, no honorable mentions there. Uh, let's see. Kibi, yeah, Kibi's got the update. Uh, so Kibi says update. Yep, Super Mario Brothers has three. It should be on the top of the list, mm-hmm. you know. Mario 64, Metal Gear Solid, Resident Evil 2, Portal, and Last of Us have two each. Perfect. Uh, Schwartz says, agree with Mike, but why was an orca chasing Sonic? Rolo says, Soul Calibur takes the cake for me, that or Power Stone. He's talking about Dreamcast games, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Javin says, I had a Dreamcast keyboard to play Quake and Typing of the Dead. It was uh, like uh, that. Uh, play Quake on a PC, you'd. The, pleb. the 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 of the dead shooter we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah House of the Dead. They, there's a typing version where you they, they oh have, really they have words above their heads and you have to type it to kill them. Funny. House of the Dead two on Dreamcast also an awesome first level. Schwat says uh, for the record the stream was flawless tonight. Okay, meaning it didn't crash at all. It sat between 26 and 28 kbps the whole Perfect. night. Uh, yeah, Mike, get a computer, you trash. Um, I played a lot of Quake Arena mm. on PC. I didn't even know there was Quake for Dreamcast. What are the games I played on Dreamcast? I played Taxi Driver? Nope. Taxi, Crazy Taxi? Mm-hmm. I played Crazy Taxi. I played Sonic the Hedgehog a lot. Uh, and then I think Fantasy Star Online and that was it. I can't remember another Dreamcast game. I never owned one, but we rented one a couple times from Blockbuster. And I think Crazy Taxi is the game I played the most. Okay. I played Fantasy Star Online. I mean, that was that was wow for me before wow mm-hmm. was wow. Because you could meet, there was a giant lobby and you were on a spaceship. And you would, I think I'm remembering it right, where everybody had chat bubbles. And you would chat with people and meet up to to like fight similar levels or similar bosses or something. I think that's right. Yeah, man. Like, Resident like Evil someone, Code Veronica did not play. Like someone would like launch. Yeah, someone would, someone would launch the mission. Right, and you just go with them. Man, it was so fun. Well, good podcast, everybody. Yeah, Three that lists. was a really fun list. Three lists. Uh okay. Ah, Shenmue. I did play Shenmue a bunch for Dreamcast. So. Let's see. Uh, how do 
just go back to there we go um so Kibby said he sent some list suggestions I don't see him Kibby What did he do? Is he dreaming? No, like I like he's like woken up and I I'm like you can tell he's like is it upside is it upstairs time yet? He just wants to go upstairs. Alright, Kibby Top five. Episode hundred. Mailbag, mailbag. Top five, top five, top five. Said they'd be in mailbag. They would be in mailbag. Okay. Uh, mailbag. Oh, okay. Suggestion for top five list. Sorry, I was just reading. Um. I'm trying to understand it. <laughs> okay. I'm going to... I like this one, but I'm going to... I'm going to modify it a little. Hold on. Will you mute our mics? Okay, sorry. Uh, chat says, if you're listening to the audio version only podcast, you probably check to see if something was wrong. Uh, Schwartz says, any lip readers in here? And Rolo says, the refs are talking about the play. Uh, <laughs> Javin says, Adam said something about top five favorite herbs. Uh, Herb Dean, number, number, number two. Herb Dean's number two. Wallaby says, Wade, he wants to do top five Gene Wolf books you will avoid for a lifetime. Mean! I don't know what I don't know what Javin's calling to. Herb Dean or, or, or Wallaby's mean comment. All right. Kibby, I like your topic idea. I think it was too specific. Uh, what I was saying to Dan is I, I like to do one because there are a lot more people who listen to our podcast that can get in on like top five video games or like more very specific topics mm -hmm. which is why like the candy bar ones are a lot of fun because like everybody can get in on top five candy bars um 
you'll you'll figure it out just a second um but this one i like the idea but i just made it broader so that kind of more people could get included on it if they wanted mm-hmm. um so we're going to modify kibby's idea a little bit but i do like his rules he laid out so we're going to kind of keep those okay um your favorite TV show themes, top five TV show theme songs of all time mm-hmm. is going to be the August theme. Okay. Um, theme cannot be remixed. It must be the original version. If the show had multiple themes, which season first aired must be specified. Interesting. Okay. Makes uh, sense. Schwartz says nice. I love it. So Kibby's Kibby's list, just to clarify, was favorite 90s cartoon slash kid show theme, uh, which I think is a good idea, but I think it gets a little too, it's like a little too specific for house, not that we won't do specific ones, but for the spe- specificity of the list that we just did, mm-hmm. I want to come off it with something less specific, more open. Um. Anyway, I really, I really like that kind of that. Just modifying that a, a little bit, but it, it's nothing I would have thought about beforehand. Mm-hmm. But I really like the idea of what are your what are your top five television theme songs of all time. That's very fun. Like my mind is already spinning on it. Yeah. So thank you, Kibby. It, it will be. Uh, the leftovers has changed their theme song multiple times, as as everyone knows. The as everyone knows top. top as, as, as it's the top show of all time on everyone's list. Rolos is too hard. Uh, it does, and that's, too bad. And that's not to say we won't do 90s uh, kids TV show themes of all time because I do like getting really specific and making people crunch like we did on this list. But I, I kind of want to open it up for this next one because uh, we get more involvement. Yeah. Uh, you know, like Amber, my wife, for example, she's not going to submit a top five video game list she didn't play the only video game she's ever played is super mario world Mm -hmm. and she's also not going to play or do the top five 90s kids theme shows because they didn't have tv because they were poor (laughs) all right chat's blown up i'm not gonna read all this uh Schwab made up a word. Mm-hmm. They are also hurt. 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 <laughs> All right. Thanks, Kibby. Mm-hmm. We're counting that as one of your suggestions because I, w- I would never would have thought of that idea, but that's a good idea. Just mm-hmm. top five TV show themes of all time. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. If this is your first time listening, uh, you should subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts. Oh, I came in louder than I meant for it, too. Um... Of course you can make Delius catch by Bon Jovi. Yeah, it's the theme show. <laughs> Galal. Wounded. Galal at, at Vitam Anderson. Amber, friends, Get friends, friends, life. friends, and friends. Uh, yeah, if this is your first time listening to us, subscribe to us. I think it's funny that Joey can tell when the podcast is, is wrapping up. Wh- you're dumb, but you're not that dumb. Uh... Oh, maybe we're just moving. No, you're dumb, dumb. Um, whatever. Follow us on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash this might sound stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the August list, you can email your list to us. Mm-hmm. This might sound stupid at gmail.com. What's the date? Or you can tweet them to us at TMSS underscore podcast. 
We will read these lists off on August 26th, which is a mere four days before me and Vitam Anderson's birthday. No one cares. Me and Vitam Anderson do. Uh, Thank you, Rolo. I agree. This was a great cast. Mm -hmm. I was nervous about this list until I made my... uh, Once I finally made my list, I was like, oh, this is actually going to be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you guys for... I mean, it's not, it is work to sit down and write those little paragraphs for each one. It, you have to take time out of your day to do that. Yeah. Especially to write a few sentences. Mm-hmm. Like you have to think about your list, make your list and write, you know, I, I don't know. I just appreciate it mm-hmm. that you take time out of your day, uh, to write a little explanation. Yeah. Uh, it genuinely means something to me, not mm-hmm. just blowing smoke. So thank you. Uh, that was a lot of fun. As always, we have two sponsors. We have Joey the Good Boy. We'll check in with Joey here. There he is. Hey, Joe. All right. And Mike Long, the talented designer who designed all of our graphics. I'm tired and I want to eat cereal. <laughs> have a good night. Good night. Happy early birthday. Spider-Man, I love you, bud. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Night. <laughs>